Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it is episode 80, and we have got yet another very, very special guest. You saw her win gold in the Tokyo Games in the pole vault from Olmstead Falls High School. It's Katie Najat. Plus, we've got our Browns preview. The Cleveland Browns are playing football this weekend, a meaningful game against the Chiefs. We're going to preview that and so much more. So come on up the driveway, open up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. And welcome on in, everybody, to episode 80 of the Garage Beers podcast, brought to you proudly on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go check out Belly Up Sports and Unhinged Radio. You can find the Garage Beers podcast there, along with a lot of other really good podcasts. Go find the Garage Beers at the Garage Beers on all of our socials, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and so much more. Uh, joining you as always, I am your host, Michael Keefe. You can find me at Garage Beers Mike on social media. And with me as always, my two co-hosts over on the east side of Cleveland. He's the bald and the beautiful. It's Chad Meyer, Garage Beers Chad. What's up, Chad? That was nice. Wow. Yeah, that was my, that was my, that was my uh, okay. reaching puberty. Hi. Okay. So what's up? <laughs> oh, uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. What's up with you? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> boys, I, I come to this podcast. I, I, I sit before you uh, an ashamed man tonight. I am full of shame. Standard uh, week. Because uh, I came to the revelation today. That I have never watched. Remember the Titans? What? Yeah, what? I've never seen a single. I watch Remember the Titans. Of, rem- of Remember the Titans, not one single bit. Wow. So yeah, I Joey, plan on remedying that. Joey, whose whose favorite sports movie moment was when Ricky Bobby stabbed his own self in the leg, <laughs> has seen Remember the Titans. I'm paralyzed. You are so not paralyzed. Uh, All right. Yeah. So yeah, so, I, how is that possible? I I have no idea. It's I mean it's like people that that haven't watched The Wizard of Oz. It's like what are you doing? So I'm going to be remedying that situation real soon. 
real soon. Actually, we're going to have to ask you to leave to go watch that, and we'll see you next week. All right, fine. I'll watch it right now. No, just kidding. You stay here. You, do, you guys are just talking, and I'm like, oh, what the? <laughs> like, I just commentate that's, the movie. That's Gary Bertier. Uh, yeah. P.S. Did not know Gary Bertier's first name is spelled G-E-R-R-Y. Found that out when we did our fantasy football, our, our fictional fantasy football draft. Gary was G-E-R-R-Y. Oh, I did that. Uh, and I also didn't know, like, I knew that was based off of, like, a true story. I did not know that they used all the real people's names. No. So, like, Gary Bertier was Gary Bertier. Like, yeah. I don't know, just wow. Man, look at that, that. That star needs to come by right now. The more you know. The, the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. All right. So, Chad's uh, sharing uh, some some sad information, but something that he'll get remedied. And you know what, Chad? You better fix that for next week because we're going to want to hear a movie review of Remember the Titans from Chad Meyer next week. Uh, again, sweet follow, ass, I'll have it. Follow Chad on his socials at Garage Beers Chad and down in Nashville, Tennessee at Garage Beers Joe. It's Joey Whalen. What up, Joe? What up? What's going on, man? I had a big weekend. <laughs> did you? I did. Did I you? I did. It did was, you? It was quite an eventful and wonderful weekend. And I am now engaged to my fiance. Oh, snap. Oh, sucker. <laughs> it was really funny because the entire time uh, we were prepping to do it, uh, Michael and my sister Katie were um, sneaking around, like getting ready to like take pictures of us. But we're using the Garage Beers chat to yeah. like send those messages so I could like check my phone in case there was an update. And I think we went quite a couple hours after before actually telling Chad that it was a success, a success or not. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> and Michael's like, you should probably tell Chad because like he, I don't think he knows that it went well. <laughs> like, like Mike, like Mike sends me a separate text going, hey, don't respond to anything on Garage Beers. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, Joe, you're going to want to go uh, down this path around the house. <laughs> Have you, you met you, Chad? Out. Have you met you? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to ruin it, but I did it. But I did enjoy the play-by-play. I, like I don't know. Mike was like, "No, you're supposed to come down the bridge, you moron!" <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, boys. So we got Chad hanging out, having a good time, getting ready to watch a movie he's never seen. We got Joe, that's an engaged man. Uh, just you, just look different, Joe. Just being engaged and all. I'm glowing now. Oh, you're glowing, honey. I'm glowing oh. now. All responsible, like and such. how are you, Mike? How are you, Mike? You know, what? How was, I, I'm how great. Was dinner at the grandma's. How was dinner at the grandma's? You know what? I'm great. I had a, I had a fun weekend. We got to be with Joey and Maddie on their special weekend. We got to hang out with Maddie's family a little bit. We did the um, the Cuyahoga Valley National Park, the train that goes Ooh. through there. Yeah, and that was fun, right? I got Patrick. He's four. He got to yeah, go on a train. Man. He thought that was cool. Uh, so we got to do that. I'm just I'm in a good mood. Life is good. This week is flying by. We got a Browns game coming up this weekend. There's not there's not a lot that can bring me down, my man. There's not a lot that can bring me down. Go, let's go. Now let's celebrate this dude getting engaged by cracking open some cold beers and drinking them. It's time for our garage beers of the week. And so, Joe, you're the you're the man of honor. But like, that's a weird thing to say to a guy get married. You're the you're the bride to be. Uh, The Dorbs. The Dorbs. You're the bride to be, Joe. So you're going to lead us off. What's your garage beer of the week this week? Um, this is just the exact like vibe I feel to being newly engaged. It's another tailgate beer. It's called AC. Very heavy. It's very heavy. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Nothing. This is the vibe I feel after getting engaged. It's it's a very heavy beer. It's very it's, heavy. It's fifteen point four percent. No, it's actually like it's a nine and a half percent per beer or nine and a half percent beer. Uh, but it's surprisingly light. It's uh, tailgates uh, triple trees. They see me rolling. Uh, it's absolutely delicious. It doesn't really have a great like description on here, but it's got cool artwork. Very like. What kind of beer is it? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't really what's it? Okay, what's it taste like? Just like a double IPA. There it is. There it is. Delicious. It's probably that. Um, absolutely delicious. Super smooth. It's probably the best like high quality beer that I've had at a tailgate, which is great. Uh, it's one of their new ones, so I hope they keep this one around. Nice. So good, delicious, double IPA. Gotta love that. Chad, over on the east side, what are you drinking for our, for our Joey celebration? Hi! Uh, <laughs> hi again, it's me. Welcome back. Uh, um, well, uh, my beer this week, fellas, uh, I gotta send a shout out to my, uh, my old buddy, uh, Josh Wally Montgomery. Uh, and he lives all the way on the other side of the state. He lives in Bryan, Ohio. Uh, but recently, he came into town, stayed at our place for my buddy Sean's uh, 40th birthday. We went to Lake County Captain's game. It was great. And he brought me two six-packs of beer from one of his favorite spots out that way where he lives. Uh, this is from Maria Stein, Ohio, where there is jack shit to do other than go see Maria Stein, Marion local high school football. Uh, uh, but I guess this, this establishment popped up called Moeller's Brew Barn. And uh, this is a beer that they actually collabed with the brew kettle on, and it's called uh, Summer Cabruin. And it's a, it's, a, it's a hazy pale ale, and it is, uh, it, it's very fruity. It has, ta- it has tangerine, mango, uh, lemon, and pineapple in it. Uh, and I got to say, it's pretty good, fellas. It, it's, it's not overly hoppy. Uh, it is a, a pretty smooth drinking beer, very, a very drinkable Summer Pale Ale. So it's a uh, Moeller's Brew Barn and this uh, Summer Cabruin hazel, Hazy Pale Ale. Love it. Who doesn't love Cabruin? Gotta love that. All right. So that's going to bring it to me. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to repeat a, uh, a brewery that's already been set on here. Uh, but hold on, let me crack this open. Mm. Mm. Um, again, Joey was home for the weekend. And being the handsome uh, young gentleman that he is. He brought me beer from Nashville. What a nice guy. And so I'm going back to tailgate where Joey just was. Ooh. And he brought me this delicious Imperial peanut butter milk stout. Imperial peanut butter milk stout with King Kong on the can. It is uh, it's it's heavy, like super heavy. It's one of those super thick, just almost like Almost the consistency of pudding, uh, milk stout, Ooh. and it's that's my fa- that's my favorite way to drink a stout is just when it's heavy and thick and 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 you almost have to chew it. And this thing again, it's imperial peanut butter milk stout. So you've got the it's a little little boozy, boozier than a normal stout. The peanut butter shines through. It's got a sweet kick to it. Man, it is grade A delicious. Listen, listen. Let's not downplay this historical moment on the podcast here, Mike. Okay. I don't think we've ever had more than one beer from the same brewery on an episode on this podcast. 
I history agree. is being history is being made, folks. 80 episodes in and history is being made. And I thought about for a minute when I saw Joe start to like read his or let us know what beer he had for a minute. I thought, oh, shit, maybe I should run to the garage and get one. And I thought, no, 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 it's yeah. OK. We like tailgate tailgates, a friend uh, they of the show. They give us some love online and it's a great place. It's a fun place down uh, on the west side of Nashville. If you're ever down in Nashville, tailgate brewery, casual, fun place, good food. Big, huge outdoor space to hang out. It's just an overall good time. So, again, mine is the Imperial Peanut Butter Milk Stout. Those are our garage beers of the Beautiful. week. Let us know what your garage beers of the week are. Send us pictures. Send us messages on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know what you're drinking. Let us know if you have any suggestions. We'll go out and try them. Uh, but to you, the listener, we say cheers. To you guys here on the podcast, I say cheers. And now it's time to get in to... What's going to be an awesome episode? Episode 80, we have got a lot of fun stuff planned. And it's going to start with our incredible special guest. Uh, a little bit earlier, the three of us had a chance to talk with uh, uh, one of the most fun conversations we've had. Olympic gold medalist, NCAA champion, Ohio high school champion. The list goes on and on. Uh, and, and just right now, you it's safe to say that she is the best uh she's the best pole vaulter in the world as she just won gold in tokyo we're gonna send it over right now to an awesome interview with the one and only katie nijat all right now we are very excited to be joined by yet another extremely special guest uh this person our special guest brought home it's a in cleveland we love our champions we love our hometown champions and we gained one uh, this summer in the Olympics in Tokyo. Uh, she brought home the gold medal in the Tokyo Games in the pole vault. Native Clevelander, Olmstead Falls High School, Ashland University, Katie Najat, welcome to the Garage Beers podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. This is uh, <laughs> absolutely, we are very excited to have you on. There's a lot to talk about. And like I said, it's uh, I'm super excited to talk to you a little bit about your reception when you came back to because. Like I said, yeah. we in Cleveland love our champions. I, yes, I know because I am a Clevelander. Like I, I get behind anyone and everyone that is successful as an athlete or just as a person. So to be on the receiving end of it is so cool. It's overwhelming and crazy to me because it's like it's just me. I just, I just loved to pull vault. Like I just jump over a stick with a stick. Like what? <laughs> how do I? deserve any of this but it's it's so cool i i and i'm just so grateful well i think what do you still oh, come on, Chad. Oh, go, go, Chad. i was gonna say do you still do you still live in the in the, in the area like I, I know you said you're eastern eastern time yeah. zone but not currently i am training in atlanta georgia so oh, i'm okay. down here um but my family immediate extended <laughs> etc they're all in cleveland so i come i come back pretty frequently all 52 first cousins are in cleveland <laughs> <laughs> yeah well no um but a lot of them are still oh, okay. <laughs> those are my dad's extended cousins i only got okay one of the things that i'm excited to talk to you about right we 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 have athletes on here we have broadcasters on here we have People on here that a lot of people like I've played baseball, right? I never played major league baseball, but I know what it's like to play baseball. I know what it's like to play football. Chad played football. He knows what it's like to play. Yeah. Nobody knows what it's like to pole vault. Like not, yeah. not, there's like <laughs> seven people that know what it's like to pole vault. Yeah. <laughs> so 
just like I, I, I'm so excited it's to kind of a little of, easier to, to win. No, no that's not true. I just <laughs> it's so few people actually get to experience that feeling and that sensation and all that. So we're so excited to talk to you about it. But before we get into that, I got a question for you. Okay. So uh, we got to clear something up. You were a collegiate champion at Ashland, yes. an NCAA champion at Ashland for the Eagles. Yes. Our own Chad Meyer was a world-class water boy for the Ashland football team. Woo. Let's go. First, <laughs> hey, hey, that's first team all GLIAC water boy to you, pal. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I feel that's like awesome. the AU alumni, though. That, that like makes us instant friends, Katie. Absolutely. Of course <laughs> <laughs> that being there said, many you, of us, so <laughs> no, no, no. That being yeah. said, did you did you hear from Judd at all? Oh yeah, oh he was one of the first people that reached out, and actually, I am going to be the commencement speaker in December. Yes. So <laughs> nice. school has the- definitely been in contact. I'm you know terrified. What what can I possibly say to you know? It's it's not it's not like it's just standing up on stage talking about me and what I've done. It's like how do I? give words of wisdom to these yeah. people but I'm yeah right I, I, yeah. <laughs> but i'm really excited i i think it's gonna be awesome well i'm just hoping that someday you have a plaque or maybe a statue at ashland somewhere near the chad meyer memorial water fountain yeah we'll see i still only pull vault so i don't you, know about you, it, it could be of you just vaulting over <laughs> me just pouring water into somebody's mouth <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. No, exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. Already, uh, exactly how I pictured it in my head when I saw it. So, yeah. <laughs> See, like, it's instant friends. It's the AU. We're simpatico right now. <laughs> I feel like in fairness, I, I feel like I almost have to say something nice about Chad, and I can't pull myself to do it. But Chad, Chad actually <laughs> did play football. So he wasn't, nice. he wasn't just the water boy, but he was part-time. part-time. <laughs> he played both Never ways. Uh, yeah. All right. So... First and foremost, Katie Najat, Cleveland native. What makes one start in pole vaulting? Like, how did you get your start as a pole vaulter? So I, when I was in seventh grade, it was the first year we could do sports for our school and track and field was on the list. And I, I was somebody that wanted to try everything, any sport. So I liked that track and field there you could run, you could do field events, you could do anything. And so when they took us to the high school, the first day I saw the high schoolers doing it. And I was a gymnast when I was younger. I loved anything involving adrenaline and upper body strength and daredevil-ish activities. And so it really just drew me in immediately. But at that time, there were it was so new for women. It had only been in the Olympics since 2000 and this was 2004. Um, So it had only been in the Olympics one time. And I think my coaches, it's a very technical sport and it's very intimidating. So I think they didn't want to deal with, you know, a middle schooler doing it, but I just begged them for days to let me go over and try it. And they finally did. And I just when you first start, you're gripping so low, you're gripping like halfway down on the pole. It's you're more like long jumping into the pit, like, <laughs> but just happen to have a pole in your hand kind of swinging. And so it's not what it looks like now uh, or like at the elite level, but it just was so fun. And even the second day I came out and I landed back on the runway, just oh, no. a little too high. <laughs> I got a little too excited, gripped a little too high. <laughs> 
was very humbling, um, but I still <laughs> still loved it. <laughs> this, is, this is easy. Whoa, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> right? I was like, first day, got this. Nope. I still nope. remember <laughs> being like, first of all, track and field, not this guy. But uh, <laughs> I remember seeing a video of a guy, and I feel like this is like one of the oldest like uh, viral videos, a video of a pole vaulter, uh, a male that cleared the bar and like was oh, kind of celebrating on his way down, but then his pole came over and got him yeah. right in the groin. And I was like, well, that sport is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is not it. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. And that's the thing is like the pole breaks, those, those videos, they're circulated everywhere, but they're pretty rare. Yeah. Um, I mean, usually if you're doing it relatively correctly, it's, honestly a safer sport than it looks it's safer than gymnastics or football because it's very consistent like yeah. you you link in the pit it's just i think a lot of times you get maybe some high schoolers that <laughs> get excited and grip yeah. a little too high but they're actually gripping high enough and strong enough to you know get rejected in the air um but yeah so stuff that it doesn't happen too often but yeah i mean sandy morris who won the silver medal in 2016 uh, she, yeah, she was coming down the pole, clipped her right in the leg and she has like a, a mark. Oh. But yeah. I think the way that I go over, I always kind of push it back or to the side anyways. So it's usually more the people that are working the standards that kind of have to look out. <laughs> I, I hear, uh, uh, planes could be dangerous for breaking poles too. say like back in may like on the way back from an event whoops that had to have been like oh, what, what what happened there that had to have been I, a nightmare i don't know um i to this day i still don't understand because the amount of force that it would take to snap an entire bag of poles in half because these poles are designed to bend so <laughs> so to have nine of them in that tube you know, snap in half to where it would break is in, insane to me. But yeah, I just walked over to baggage claim and from a distance, mm. I could see that they were just laying there, but I saw one of the workers just pick up an end and it kind of went like this, like bent in half and like yeah. half of it stayed flat and then half of it lifted. And I went, Oh no, that's <laughs> not supposed to do that. <laughs> And I walked over, and sure enough, every single one of them was snapped in oh half. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. And it was very nauseating. I mean, I'm one month out from the trials, so it was just not not what you want to deal with. But it ended up being, in a weird way, the best thing to ever happen to me because I, in a turn of events, got to try different pole companies and brands and got on a different brand that I think really made the difference for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Overcoming adversity. Love it. Yeah. There it is. There it's been it is. my whole year or career, really. But yeah. <laughs> well, so here's the cool thing, right? So you've been a champion at like every level, right? You set a you set a state record in Ohio in high school. You're an NCAA yeah. champion from Ashland. So you've you've always been extremely successful at the pole vault. And yet still it's gotta just be insane to you that you just yeah. want a gold medal in the Olympics, right? Like, yeah. what is that? What is that even like? How does it compare it's, to all these other championships and things that you've done? I, you know, what's funny is it just doesn't, it, there, it still doesn't quite feel real. Like, I know it's real and I have my moments, but there is a bit of a disconnect of, 
a lot, so much about that meat felt like other meats that we do. And, you know, we're in a stadium, it's the same women that I compete with on a regular basis. And so the fact that this one is just so different and that was the Olympics, because I think when you, as growing up, when I watched the Olympics, it's like these phenoms, these superstars, these people you only ever see on TV. And I still feel like that's the case. Like the actual Olympics is going on somewhere else. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's crazy. But I think what's worked in my favor is yes, I've had success at each level, but it took me years. So like it took me yeah. until my senior year of high school. It took me until my senior year of college. It took me until five years out of college to win us nationals and get a contract. And then it took me two times of trying out for the Olympics to get here. And so it, I think it's, I've definitely had a lot of this and roller coaster of a career, but a general upward trajectory. So that's kept me motivated. But I think that has really helped me to just keep at it, but stay, I mean, hopefully humble. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I mean, so far, so good. So far, so good. I guess I can't right. call myself humble. That's not so humble. But, um. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see how humble I was on that interview? My yeah, God. right. <laughs> uh, my God. World records, no I'm big deal. Really, but. I'm just such a humble person that like, no. <laughs> Now, now to, to follow up with that, Katie, you know, you talked about getting a contract and, you know, we've had Olympians, past Olympians on the show. We've had a, a few swimmers, you know, and people don't normally kind of associate Olympians and, and as these like millionaire athletes. Like what, what is what is the path that like an Olympian needs to take to actually, you know, like start making some money off of the sport? Yeah. I mean, it's different for everyone and every sport is going to be different. So like I could not give a swimmer like the right advice, but yeah. in track and field, it's just, it just comes down to the numbers. It's just how high you jump, how fast you run, how, and, and really it's about making teams, making world teams, making Olympic teams and your possibility of meddling. That's mm -hmm. really because track and field is not a very, visible sport like in the u.s it's just not out there a ton and yeah. it's not like the nfl or the you know the the mlb the nba where it's on all the time there's millions of dollars flooding in from fans and from this and that and so you just it's it's a business and so you just have to perform and your numbers and results kind of speak for themselves so um but i had i had to jump the fifth highest height ever in the history of the sport to get Ooh. No contract. What? So, Jesus. Jesus. and it's yeah. So, and I mean, I'm so I'm so grateful for that. But yeah, it's just that's that's the reality of the, the sport that I'm in. So wait, so when was that? Are you when was that jump? That was 2018. So that was for that was to make the indoor world team. Got it. And then the outdoor world team in 2019. But at both of those, I placed I think anywhere from fifth to seventh. Like Got it. like I said, it took me you know sure. a couple. Times sure. at each level to then stand at the top, but I yeah. the one thing that I looked at right, and again, so so was your your Olympic jump that was not like a personal record jump for you? No, but it was within two inches, so it was close. So like way um, off, enough. Way off. Yeah, <laughs> so it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was only five centimeters difference. Um, so the next bar would have tied my personal best so if the russian girl had made it then i would have you know that would have 
that would have tied my personal best. So uh, the thing that I thought was cool, right? You, and again, high school, obviously you grow, you get stronger as you become more of an adult, all that. And you train and you train and you train and you train. But the thing that I thought was awesome, right? You set the state record in high school, your gold medal vault that you did uh, in the Olympics was like a full meter higher yeah, than your state yeah. record <laughs> setting pole vault that you did in high school. Like how yeah. crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I'm glad I didn't know how long it would take or how much higher I would have to jump because I probably would have given up a long time ago. <laughs> I think I was just like, just enough full of myself that like, I was like, oh, I could, I, I could do this professionally. I could do this. Like, you know, and, and I think, I think myself and other high schoolers included, like they, they think it's very linear. Well, I jumped to like, you know, this much of a PR this year. So I'll do that next year right. and do that. And that is not, and it takes so much more work and so much effort just for centimeters that like, I, I am glad that I was pretty delusional to that because I would have possibly given up a long time ago. <laughs> so uh, here's a question that I had, right? The one downside of everything that went on in Tokyo in the Olympics is that normally like the Najats are there yeah, and friends <laughs> and family and like there's plans and you've got this cheering section and all that stuff. So like yeah. was like, how, how much did team USA become the family for you and, and your teammates as far as celebrating your gold medal uh, and, and, and living it up and how fast after you won gold, how fast did you call somebody at home, somebody family to celebrate pretty quickly um yeah it just i i mean the team usa camaraderie you can just feel it like i even from other teams i walked to to breakfast the next day and the baseball coaches were telling me congrats and <laughs> you know other sports or so it was just but at, at, when i competed i was you know one of the last events of the day and so the only people after me were the multis. And so I'm up doing an interview and then I just hear screaming from behind me and it was all the, the multi girls cheering me. And it's just so nice. Um, but I think the thing I will say as much as I would have loved for my family to be there, um, I was kind of glad it was very cut and dry sure. and that, okay, now they were able to save the money and they were going to be, they could be in a place with all of my family and friends, like everyone I, we've ever like loved and cared about. It was all in one place at a bar, mm -hmm. six in the morning, yep. watching compete, like, and getting to watch that back of their reaction in the moment was just so cool. It still gives me goosebumps, like just thinking about it. So. Yeah. I don't know your friends or family, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I was watching those videos at, from that bar. And I just yeah. I thought that was the coolest, right? Because they were updating them on Twitter. They were just like, and yeah. I don't, what bar was it? I don't remember what bar it was. Called Fat Little Buddy. Yes. So it's just dive bar yes. in St. Falls, Ohio. Yes. So great. Yeah. And I just, they kept cutting like every time, like you and then the Russian girl and then you and like just the reactions were incredible. And the scenes yeah. from that bar were, I, I was, I was a little upset that I wasn't there. I wanted to be at Fat yeah. That's I, at six I in wish the morning. I could be places at once because I like had FOMO <laughs> not being there. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's fantastic bar food. I've had a couple of Diet Cokes there. <laughs> and some food. It is delicious. If anybody the ever goes up there. are 
are so yes, good. See? The wings are so good. <laughs> my friend's favorite wing place. All right. So, so the thing that we got to talk about here, besides your incredible accomplishment, is you pull such a phenomenal reenactment of one of the greatest moments in Cleveland sports history. <laughs> when you look into the camera, like almost immediately after you win a gold medal and you scream, Cleveland, this is for you. <laughs> what was it like? Were you planning on that? Was that like a plan for you? No, I mean, so leading up to it, I just, that flashed in my head and I was like, that'd be pretty cool, but I don't know if I'm going to seem like kind of a jerk, like trying to copy LeBron and like, I was on a podcast and someone wrote in, would you like, will you do that? And I just started laughing because I, I'm like, I've thought about this, but I'm like, I don't, do I do that? And they were so for it. And then I, when they posted it on Twitter and I just said, like, should I do this? And everyone was like, yes, 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 yes. And I honestly wasn't even thinking about it up until that moment. It was like, it just hit me. And I, and I, it was genuine. Like I, I love Cleveland. I was thinking of my family back home, everyone watching. And I'm like, I want to give them a shout out. Like, and it just, it all hit me. And I like, so I don't want it to seem like, oh, I had this big plan. Like it wasn't like that. It just in the moment, it just that I'm like, I, I need to do this. And I, so I said it and it became a big thing. I was actually, <laughs> I was at a bachelorette party this weekend and I was at, um, at a bar and there was a bachelor party there. And, um, the one guy said he was from Cleveland and just chatted. And then my friend, of course, just was screaming my accomplishment. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, Cleveland, this is for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Cool. I just, it's been overwhelming, but everyone responded so well to, I really thought if I ever did that, people would be like, Oh, what a no, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> no, listen, 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 man. I, I, I hate that you did that. I'm really humble, you know. Cleveland yeah. champion, high school champion, gold medal. Okay. My no, no big deal. Uh, all I know is it's seven in the morning or whatever time it was when you did that, and I was like, <laughs> it was like better than a cup of coffee in the morning. I was like, <laughs> people in my house were like talking about. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think uh, my friends stayed at that bar for a while that day. Some of them went to work after some of them didn't. Uh, I w- yeah. Why would you not stay at that bar all day? That is, yeah. if there's <laughs> anything worth celebrating, it is that. Uh, so I think one of my favorite things about watching pole vaulting is that there's a wily coyote moment. And so it's always whether a jumper is it a vaulter, a jumper. I, I, I don't want to sound like an idiot. Yeah. No, no, either one. Or more of an idiot than I normally am. Uh, no, we'll call them like jump days or okay. we're going to today. So yeah, you're good. Okay. So the jumper either clears the bar or they don't. And there's this yeah. moment where they react, but it feels like they're not moving. They're just like hanging in the air and they react like Wiley Coyote when yeah. you jump off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. You had a great one. Like Thanks. you cleared <laughs> and your face was just like pumped and excited. And you were just like yeah. suspended in the air. Like, does it feel yeah. like you're kind of suspended in the air at that moment? Like, you'd like, is it like a pause yeah, for you? I, 
Yes. Like it's just, you know, you haven't touched it and it, I, I think in that moment, I, what I love about pole vault is we don't have time to calculate what our face is going to look like. No. It's just your reaction. Like it would it, like, that is just as honest as it gets. And so I, I really like that. And I think part of why I was so excited with that jump was one, the meet didn't start well. And so I think once I had found my rhythm and then cleared that 490 bar, which is the 16 foot barrier to do that, having not started so well, that was exciting. And I knew that that was going to be tough to beat. I, I, I knew that both of those girls could have cleared it and are very capable of clearing it, but that was going to put me in a better position and clearing the next bar would be difficult. Um, and then when I, took off the ground I really thought I messed it up I you can it you when you take off the ground like you feel immediately if it's like a good jump or not like things are smooth energy is transferring seamlessly and that one and you can kind of see me come off the top like kind of on my side a little bit but I just, I said to myself, like, yeah, wow, you wasted that attempt, but like I fought for it. And so part of it was just shock too, yeah, that I was yeah. so excited. Like I had never cleared a bar feeling like that. And my coach said that I was just, my takeoff step was just so far under. And obviously our hands are at a very fixed point. So like, you don't want to take off too close. Um, but I took off so close that the pole just like scooped me up and shot me straight up in the air. And it just yeah. felt That's very those new poles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, I don't know if I could have done that on on another poll. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk for a minute about just life in Tokyo. I think everybody wants to know about the cardboard beds. Yeah. <laughs> well, they weren't flimsy. They weren't going to fall apart, but they were rock hard. I will say that oh. they were not comfortable. Um, they, I brought two mattress pad covers and... It's still, I, I do think, so part of, I think why my first couple attempts were not great was all during the warmups, my quad on my takeoff leg was so tight. It would not loosen. It kept cramping. It kept grabbing in a way that I've never really felt before. And it was the closest thing I felt to, if I jump off of this wrong, or if I'm, if I do too much too soon, it's going to tear. Uh. It's just going to. Yeah, oh. and I'm like, really? Of all the meets, you want to start this today? <laughs> like, really? um, and so I think part of that might have been that the beds just my hips never really sunk in, and the whole yeah. time I was there, it was just my legs were just crazy tight. So, um, yeah, the beds were something. Not recommended. They, they Not recommended. The job. But like, you got to give it to them for you know they can recycle those, and then they're gonna you know, turn those into apartments. And so it worked and I'm fine. I did fine. So you did. Okay. You did. Okay. <laughs> well, but I, I, mean, I, I like the basketball team will like rent out a hotel, of room course. Or, you know, hotel, whole hotel. They didn't well, do that's that good. Years. I mean, I, I, I think I'm done. I think I'm done now. Uh, my, my one thing I wanted when I came into this, uh, discussion here, Katie, was I was curious whether I'd be switching my bed frame out with a cardboard one. <laughs> you can try. I mean, I, uh, yeah, but now that I know, 
just three mattress pads, three mattress pads. <laughs> yeah, really. Pads. That was, it was my fault that I didn't bring the right amount. <laughs> so, totally. Yeah. yeah. You should have, you should have thought about that. <laughs> and you would think what team USA would have prepared you better. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They gave us enough stuff, <laughs> but otherwise like, uh, let's talk a little bit about returning. Cause the other video that was cool was you showing up at the airport. Oh, I don't want to hold on. I, I had a question and then I lost it and I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Uh, okay. You, I'm going to go back to Cleveland. This is you for a minute. This is for you. Okay. Did you hear from LeBron? Like, did he react to that? No. What? Not at, no, of course not. He has got way better things to do. So did you um, hear from who, who are the cool people you heard from after you won the gold medal? Like anybody cool? Um, the, uh, the actor Mickey Rourke followed me on social media and posted about me winning. I was honored. Like, I'm he sorry. Was time. Um, I, gosh, who else? Um, I know that they, they, they didn't follow me, but I, my post about my dad and my tapping my shoes went kind of yes. viral. And one of this meme accounts posted it. And Sharon Stone, the actress commented on it. And then Katie Couric commented on it. Okay. Like, like okay, they know I exist. This is insane. Bernie Kozar. Yeah, that was like, yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> like this is awesome. Yes. Um, and then um, the UFC fighter, Steve. Steve Bay, Bay. Yeah. He like posted about it on his story. Jake Paul invited me to his fight. Um, oh, I boy. Just, Oh boy. Emily Mayfield followed me. I was like, I like you so much more than Baker. Like oh. <laughs> the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but yeah, it was just it's been I, so cool. And you just don't like I, I know the Olympics have this reach, but it's so strange being on the other side of it. Like I it, like I just am doing what I always do. Like it's crazy, but I'm, I'm dying so at Mickey Rourke. I'm dying at Mickey Rourke. I know, like, I know. What? I'm like, this is the thing ever like he is so awesome <laughs> oh my god mickey rourke that's great that's fantastic yeah yeah and he posted about it too that's the best yeah. part is it wasn't just like hey congrats like he made a full post like and he's been Gee. commenting on like when i did pre-fontaine my last meet he congratulated me i'm like oh my gosh this is the coolest thing yes. ever <laughs> <laughs> so random yet so awesome god almighty yeah, I've, been, like, I've been watching pole vault since the wrestler the wrestler i just right like i didn't even know he was on social media like i figured he'd be like way too cool for that but it's it's so it's been really fun yeah uh talk about returning did you spend a little time at home in cleveland before you uh, headed to atlanta or whatever were you able to like I did. I did. do the rounds yeah. victory laps yeah. Was it pretty fun hanging out around here as a champion? Oh my gosh. So cool. So, so overwhelming. I don't think I've ever been that tired in my life, but it was the best feeling ever. Um, I did my meet and greet and it was supposed to just be till 8 PM and people stayed until 11 to have me oh. sign an autograph and just have a very short conversation with that. I, it was amazing. And and it, they got poured on in the rain and still oh, we, they moved it inside and they just sat in the gym and oh my gosh so soaking wet they they still wanted to chat with me and i was so grateful for that and it's funny because coming home i i said to my mom she was she, the mayor was talking to her about what they wanted to do and 
He's like, well, do you want a parade? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like, I do not need a parade. No <laughs> one's going to come. We don't need to shut down roads. Like, it's we can do the meet and greet. That'll be great. And then, and then I got two parades. Yes! So, <laughs> <laughs> one was in the Rolls Royce that LeBron had ridden in his personal one for oh, yeah. the parade. And I, like... What? <laughs> I think that's what you call full circle there. Right? I, right. I Cleveland, mean, Cleveland, this is for you. Yeah, that was really the plan that I had hatched now. Um, <laughs> Someday LeBron's going to be like, I hope Katie Najat retweets this. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only other time, it's funny because when I won the state championship, I was the main picture and then he was in the bottom corner mm -hmm. and my mom's friend was like, you put LeBron in the bottom corner. Of the <laughs> and uh, like, oh, it's just, it's all coming. I don't know whether this is going to develop into like a friendship or just the best rivalry in sports. Uh, yeah, LeBron maybe. versus Katie Najat rivalry. each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, uh, I had my other question here and then I lost my screen. Um, no, so uh, you also brought up, so I'm going to ask you a totally random question off the wall. Uh, you brought up Bernie. Yeah. So uh, obviously you're a Cleveland person. Are you, are you a big sports Cleveland fan? Big fan. How are we, feel, how we feeling about the Browns this year? How are we feeling? Great. Um, and actually, I'm going to go speak to, I guess, some of the players when I'm home. Like that above all else was just like, what? What? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't... And, I don't know. Maybe this is supposed to be a surprise. I don't know. But they, I just, they, the defensive back coach reached out to me and, and asked if I would want to come in and, and chat with them. I'm like, what could I possibly say to these grown men superstars? But <laughs> I don't know. But that just was, I've been the biggest Browns fan. And, and granted, I, I am, admittedly like I couldn't go through the roster I couldn't like I but I watch when I can I always cheer for them they're the only football that I watch other than Ohio State um and I just I've always been a big Browns fan so I am so excited that we're doing well yeah right <laughs> so much more fun we're doing this I I don't know I don't know I, that makes me excited too uh Olympic champion Katie Najat's feeling good about the Browns uh, and that's got to mean something. And LeBron's arch nemesis is well, feeling good. Are you going to be the bad guy I in the next Space Jam movie? I, so <laughs> I, I started watching the Space Jam movie, and I haven't. Like my friend came. Up, so, but no, I would. Yeah, I will definitely be in this in the uh, the gosh the video game. Yes, you turned it off. You, you, you turned it off when you realized the rivalry was on. You're like, no, no I can't. No I can't watch. finish it. <laughs> well, listen, Katie, uh, we really appreciate your time coming on with us tonight. We've had a great yeah. time talking with you, uh, and 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 uh, we feel uh, so excited. You brought a tremendous amount of pride. Again, we love in Cleveland. We we love our champions, and uh, I know all of us on the podcast talked about it. We were up watching it early, wishing we were at Fat Little Buddies. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> so hanging out with that group because it looked like a good time. But uh, listen, congratulations on everything. Truly, we had a great time Thank chatting you. with you through all the laughs. Really an awesome accomplishment and very well deserved. Uh, so, Thank you so we much. really, really appreciate you coming on with us. No, I appreciate you having me. This was great. This was a lot of fun. And once again, that was our incredible interview with Katie Najat. Uh, just 
just a great time. She's still training for another event, which is crazy. Uh, uh, after you win gold, how do you train for another event after you win gold? I'm not, I'm not sure where the motivation comes from, but she's still working, uh, drinking electrolyte drinks. Uh, and, uh, and she was just a blast to talk to. Really cool to talk to a, a Cleveland champion, like we said on the, on the show uh, during the interview, a Cleveland champion. She did the Cleveland This Is For You thing after she won gold. And, uh, and yeah, just uh, she turned into a local legend overnight, and now everybody knows who she is. And that is very cool. So, again, our thanks go to Katie Najat. Uh, and, guys, now we're going to transition because we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't talk about the fact that your Cleveland Browns play a week one game in just a few short days this upcoming Sunday, September 12th, 425 p.m. It's the big game of the week. It's going to have Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call, and they are in Kansas City to face off against Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and the rest of the Kansas City Chiefs. Boys, it's finally here. All the preseason is done. All the talk is over. It's time for Cleveland Browns football. How are we feeling? So excited, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Guys, it has been it has been one of the cleanest, one of the kind of happiest, yeah, one of the easiest off seasons as a Browns fan. And frankly, it looked like as a Browns player, mm-hmm. it went according to schedule. They brought in a bunch of talent. They drafted a bunch of talent. Nobody like. Nobody stepped out and got like devastating injuries during like camp or during a preseason game. It just was yeah. clean. And, and now it's, it's, it's a weird, it feels weird, but it's time to gear up because it's time to go in and see if this Browns team, they face an, an amazing test. I don't want to hear about like, Oh, they need to mash. Oh, this needs to happen. Or that needs to happen. Frankly, no. win or lose against the chiefs. I'm not going to go crazy, whatever they do. Right. But but it's go time. It, there, there's right. no, no more talk to be had. Right. Yeah. The offense, the offense has no excuses. The defense, a little bit. You could say that a little bit uh, of time to mesh for the defense. Uh, you know, there were a couple of injuries in camp, but, you know, they, they are breaking in almost a br- pretty much a brand new secondary uh, and, and a few linebackers. So, you know, the back half of the defense, they do, they do need a little bit of time to mesh, I think. But for the most part, the offense, uh, especially the offense, they have no excuses. So it's going to be incredible. Uh, I, I, I mean, this week one clashing, yeah, you're right, Mike. I'm not going to go too crazy over what happens, win or lose. Uh, the only thing that really is going to scare me is if they're just not competitive at all, which I don't, which I don't think will happen at all. So uh, yeah, it, it's an early week one test to see what these to see what the Browns are made of, and I couldn't be more excited. Now, before guys, before we break down the the Browns Chiefs game, let let's hit on a couple of things that have just been lingering uh, throughout camp and now on the on the back end of camp. And and the one thing, and we've talked about him a lot, but this has just been the ongoing topic of conversation. It's been Baker Mayfield. It very much feels like when everybody talks about their expectations for the Browns and what they're going to do this year, it's always with the caveat. It's always. Listen, the Browns improved on defense. They look good on defense. The Browns are good at wide receiver, good at the offensive line, amazing at running back, amazing at wide receiver. 
And then it always comes down to that last piece. And it always, everybody that talks about the Brown says, but it's going to depend on Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And so the conversation all around town this week has been, is Baker that guy? I think we've all established that Baker is a winning quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. But the question is, and I think it's a fair question, is Baker is Baker the guy that's going to take you to the Super Bowl and win it? Yes. Go on, Joe. I have no doubt. I mean, he has gone through incredible adversity his first three seasons. He was um, the number one quarterback in the league, I think, after week six, after that Cincinnati game, in multiple areas. And the most promising thing from last season and his numbers that stood out to me the most is, you know, it's easy to say like the Browns have such a strong running game, like that obviously opened things up for Baker. Uh, Baker's numbers went up. um, I don't know the exact rate, but completions percentage, downfield passes, um, uh, and touchdowns all went up uh, while his percentage of play action passes actually went down the rest of that Ooh. season. So he's a more poised quarterback, more confident quarterback. I think he's built great chemistry in this team with all of his receiving core. He was just in Montana with Austin. I Jr. saw that. Jarvis Landry, you know, Beckham Jr. over the yep. weekend, getting some mm-hmm. reps in, getting some team bonding in. Uh, so, you know, he's putting in, uh, and this team is putting in the work, uh, I think, to take us to that next level. Um, it's tough being uh, a, a fan favorite going into this year because I feel like fan favorites always have something that comes up that might hinder the season at some point. But uh, I'm cautiously excited right now. Oh, Joe, I, I, and I love Chad. I'm going to get you uh, get your thoughts on Baker in a second. But I love the I love the stat, man. That was that was big time. The stat mm-hmm. that. His, his passing and his accuracy and his, his big play threats and all that stuff all improved over the course of last year while his play action passes. Which is what he used to threaten was the play action scheme. That was his kind of bread and brother, and that's kind of what we thought would be the primary scheme of that offense last year. But as he was getting better, they were actually decreasing the amount of plays, Ooh. play action plays they were calling for him. Love that. Chad, what do you feel? Uh I think he is, but I, I, I think he's still. Jesus? Yes, of course. Uh, I think he's Jesus. Uh, uh, praise Baker. Uh, no, uh, I think the intangibles are there. All of the intangibles are there for Baker to lead us to the Super Bowl. Um, but I, I, I think it is fair. And, I, and the only reason I think the narrative is still there is because of all the adversity he's faced in his, in, in his first three years. You know, the, the different head coaches, the different offensive systems. I, I think the only reason that narrative is there is people want to see him uh, keep improving in the same system, you, you know, with the same coach, uh, with the same offensive players around him. I, I think that's really the only question that still remains with Baker and why that narrative is out there about him. And he can erase all of that this year. He can erase all of that. And I think he will. I, I, again, Baker, Baker is he's, he's confident with a little bit of cocky. Uh, I, I think he's got, I, I think he has, again, I talked about all the intangibles. I think he's got all of the skills to be able to lead us to a Super Bowl. And I, I, I sure hope he proves everybody, he proves everybody wrong and he races that narrative this year. So 
that was the long answer. Short answer, yes, I think he can be he's the quarterback that can lead the Browns to a Super Bowl. Boys, I'm right there with you. I think I think part of the reason that, that the concern still remained uh uh for people even through last year is I think it'd be a motivator for Baker. Yeah. Listen, he wasn't he yeah. was really good last year. He wasn't perfect though. And 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 I gotta tell you, I think the one thing that's gonna stick with Baker that probably stuck with him all offseason that he's going to be able to redeem in the same place it happened at Arrowhead Stadium this weekend is that Baker got the ball back in that game late in the game with mm-hmm. a chance to drive the team down the field and win and they they didn't they went three and out and they had to they had to kick the ball back to to Kansas City and then we all know what happened from there the Henny run and all that stuff Baker had the ball late in that game with a chance to drive him to win and they didn't do it and that's not a slight on Baker. That happens to every quarterback. That happens to everybody. It's not a slight on Baker, but I do think it explains a little bit of he had that chance, that kind of that to, to steal from March Madness, to the chance for his one shining moment, right? Of I'm in Arrowhead. We got it. We're, we're, we're down by less than a touchdown. We got a chance to drive down and win this game, and it didn't happen. And yeah. so I think people watched that and thought, uh uh oh. Maybe Baker's not that guy, but I also think Baker probably has watched that a thousand times and it probably is sitting with him and he's going to atone for it this week. Guys, I don't, of course I want the Browns to win this week. Of course I want to see Baker play well. Uh, I'm again, I'm not going to go off a ledge if that doesn't happen, but I do think, I think there's some, they feel like they need to atone for something in this game. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I feel the same. And, you know, I think that's the mark of a, a great athlete, you know, a great leader, a, you know, a great quarterback. You know, you, you saw the Michael Jordan doc. He had a documentary. He found things just be it as small right. or as big as they can be. He found things to motivate himself. Yeah. And that's and that's what Baker constantly does. You know, he's he's cut down on it a little bit, but he still answers trolls online. You know, he I think he takes mental notes of everybody who doubts him. Yep. And, and, and that motivates him. And yeah. Yeah. Like you said, Mike, I, you know, I, I do feel like they do have to atone for something, but I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I forgot where I was going with that, but yeah, he's <laughs> good. He's good. Yeah, he's going to be good. I'm drinking these beers from Marie, Maria Shriver, <laughs> Ohio. And Maria Shriver. Uh, uh, guys, uh, the other, the other news that came out, uh, because I think we're all in agreement on Baker. We don't have any arguments. I, again, I don't know. I I think Baker can be that guy. I'm listen. You watch the dude throw the ball; it's fucking incredible. And and he's good at a lot of the things that I was watching, uh, like a breakdown of Ryan Tannehill down there in Tennessee. Tannehill is a good ball player, but he doesn't excel in certain areas, uh, mainly ball placement. Tannehill isn't very good at ball placement. He throws a catchable ball. And he makes plays, but he's not great with ball placement. Then they then they showed Baker. When he's rolling, man, he hits the guys where they can catch it and make plays. His ball placement is good. His accuracy is good. And again, I don't think it can be overstated. We've talked about it with several guests on this podcast. I don't think it can be overstated. It's the first time he's had a full offseason in the same scheme and system as he played in last year going into this year. If you don't think that's going to make him a better quarterback, I don't know what to tell you. The other big news, the other big news out of camp today, uh, they set a depth chart and their first round draft pick, Greg Newsom, is the starting cornerback across from Denzel Ward. 
they actually named him the most outstanding player of the training camp. Uh, uh, and Greg Newsom is your full-time starting corner uh, over there. Guys, what a, what an absolute home run of a pick. And, and he hasn't even yeah. played yet. And, and you can't judge him until that happens, but by all accounts, he has been incredible all through camp. And this goes back to when we had Emmett golden on the show. He said, for some reason, when you get good and the draft you're drafting later, it almost gets easier. You just pluck this dude named Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. You put him in camp, and now he's starting for a playoff caliber team. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's kind of interesting, too, because, you know, there weren't a ton of major position battles aside from probably this one. Um, not that I can think of, at least. Definitely not an offense. Uh, but what's interesting about this, like – position battles is not like a slight on greedy like these are two right top tier starting cornerbacks in the league we're not deciding between who someone's third string quarterback could be and someone's practice squad quarterback could be in this position <laughs> yeah, like, right we have two legitimate starters and like we have to sit one but like that you know greedy's gonna get his time and he's gonna get his plays and he'll he'll be in plenty of games this year uh, but it's nice to see position battle of two guys that deserve to start on almost every NFL team. Yeah, there's never anything wrong with competition. And, and Greg Newsom won the battle in camp. You know, I know Greedy was dealing with like a lingering injury or something. So I don't know how much that had uh, to do with it. But yeah, I mean, if that rookie excelled that much in camp, in a camp where there is what, seven, eight, nine, ten very startable defensive backs. Because Andrew Barry did an incredible job of building uh, depth on this team, yeah. If he won that battle, more power to him. And I hope he, I hope he excels. I hope he's, I hope he's one of the best shutdown corners uh, in the NFL this year. Guys, then you look at their depth chart, right? So you got Denzel and you got Greg Newsom starting. But when you think about last year, when 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 Greedy couldn't go, and they had injuries. It was pretty devastating when you when you had the backups in last year at corner, when you had Sandejo playing safety. It was pretty pretty devastating. Look at the cornerback depth on this team. So yeah. you've got you've got Denzel and Greg Newsom that are gonna start on the outside. Behind them, you've got Troy Hill and Greedy Williams, who, you know, to say that they're backups is unfair because they're gonna play in plenty of formations yeah. where all of them are in uh, in the game. And you got AJ Green sitting over there too. That's been uh, he's he has worked his way onto this team over the course of like three years now. So like the depth that they have built up at the cornerback position, God forbid. The fact is, it's it's rare for somebody to go through a seventeen game season all the way healthy and not have to miss a game here or there. It just happens to pretty much everybody. If I mean, one of these guys has to be out of game here or there, and you can just sub in Greedy Williams or sub in Troy Hill, like <laughs> that's incredible. Like you could you could have Troy Hill and Greedy Williams starting on many NFL teams as your two yes. quarterbacks, and like you would be very confident uh, in that secondary. Well, yeah, and that and I mean, and that's just the way things are going now in the NFL. It's all about speed. It's all about getting east and west. It's not. It's it's not even a, a ton about north and south anymore. I mean, it's 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 speed, speed, speed. And you just the 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 the, the days of the six foot four, two hundred and fifty five pound linebacking run stuffer is 
is, are, are going by the wayside just because it's getting the NFL uh, football in general is getting smaller and more athletic nowadays. And so, you know, to remedy that on defense, you're going to need a lot of defensive backs who can cover and come up and play the run. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised that, the, you know, there's eight, nine, ten very startable, you know, defensive backs that you're really deep in the, in the, in the defensive backfield. One more shout out on this defense before we get into the actual preview of the Chiefs game. One more shout out on this defense. There's a guy that's going to be starting for the Cleveland Browns on defense this week that pretty much everybody had cut going into camp this year. There's a guy who is going to be starting for the Cleveland Browns defense who worked so hard, worked his ass off, came into camp in great shape, and just straight up won a job over guys that people were excited about. And this is a guy that people thought was probably not making the team when camp started. Mac Wilson had an absolutely spectacular camp, and he he proved to the coaches that this is a guy, not only do we want him on the field, but he's going to start for us week one against the Chiefs. It's tough, too, because, like, I mean, it's not like they haven't had – everything they need to see about Mac Wilson coming to the season. He's been with the club for what, three years now, two years now. Okay, yeah. A couple uh, of years. That takes a lot of, that takes a lot of, a lot of grit to, to earn that starting spot after, you know, being really just not good the past couple of years for the team. I mean, good for him, uh, but I'm still not going to believe it until I see it like that stigma of him being like the, the one of the worst linebackers to play uh, a linebacker in the NFL right now is, is, is going to stick with him until he proves it wrong in games in, in regular season games. So I, I'm very happy he uh, for him that he had a great camp and that he's going to be starting, but I, he still needs to prove it in the games. Uh, you know, great, great that he had a great camp. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I, hell, uh, Andres Jimenez had a great spring training, and uh, look where he is. He, he's he's at he's at he's at Triple A. You know, he was spending the year at Triple A. So it's just great, good on Mac. I'm very encouraged by that. Uh, I'm glad he had a great camp, but you know, until he proves it in games, uh, I, I'm not going to hold my breath that he's going to be a really good linebacker. Well, and I didn't want to get too ahead. I wasn't sitting here saying, "Oh my God, he's going to be a Pro Bowler this year." No, no, I know, right? I know. But like, I know. this I know. is a guy that. This is a guy that everybody had pretty much written off. He's not going to make the team. They drafted Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. They drafted Tony Fields. They brought in other guys. This is a guy that isn't going to make the team. Not only does he make the team, but he's, he, he impresses everybody so much that they trust him to go out there and be a starting linebacker. And again, in football, starting positions only matter at so many positions because you better believe JOK is going to be finding the field uh, early and often in the game against Kansas city. Uh, you better believe that uh, guys like Malcolm Smith are going to be finding the field early and often in the game against Kansas city. But uh, the fact is Mac Wilson's going to be out there playing a lot too. And he earned that. Uh, and, and, and again, for a guy that was written off, that's pretty cool. Now we'll see what he can do on the field. So here's what we will. Here's when we will see uh, what he can do on the field Friday, 425 PM Eastern time. Uh, it, this season kicks off and it kicks off against the Super Bowl favorite or at least one of the Super Bowl favorites, the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's talk about this matchup a little bit. You've got the most intimidating player in all of football 
in Patrick Mahomes at quarterback for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You've got one of the best wide receivers specifically in making big plays in Tyreek Hill. You've got the best tight end in football in Travis Kelsey. This offense, and you have an improved offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs, although they will be starting uh, three rookies on the line for opening day. Uh, guys, it's the challenge for this defense. I kind of love it. And, and the reason I love it is, if you're new on this defense, if you're one of the like brand new players, John Johnson, Troy Hill, if you're Greg Newsom, the, the, this the season starts at a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, you don't get to start your season in Jacksonville. You don't get to start your season with Philadelphia. Your season starts at a hundred miles an hour with the best offense in the league. Uh, boys, just talk about. Uh, there's some changes for the Chiefs. Sammy Watkins no longer there. It looks like uh, Michael Hardman will get more of uh, more playing time in the in the offense. Another speedy guy. Uh, I don't know. And your impressions of the Chiefs coming in, especially after uh, what happened to them in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, I, th- I think that out of these two teams, it's going to be a very like full circle moment this year. One team is going to start another season with this game. Uh, hopefully, not the Browns. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's it is not as clear cut and drive of Kansas city team as there's been in the past, which is tough to say because Patrick's Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes can make anything happen. Um, but you know, like I said, the offensive line is new, you know, they got rid of, um, uh, Oh, blank on his name. Bad time for that. Eric Mitchell Fisher. Schwartz. No, oh, okay. Eric Fisher. They got rid of Eric Fisher. He's in Indianapolis, I think now. Um, uh, so, you know, they have a new look to them. They lost Sammy Watkins on the receiving core. So, um, you know, they might, like our defense does, their offense might have some, you know, figuring out to do to start this season off. Um, I think the key for the Browns in this game, though, is answering. Um, the Chiefs are going to put up points. Um, you know, it, it would be unrealistic to expect our defense to shut them off and shut them down right off the bat. Right. Uh, I think the most important thing for us to do in this game is to answer anytime they score. And then if we can get some in some other way, if we can force some turnovers uh, while we're on defense or have good special team plays, great. Um, but it is almost absolute that we need to answer every time that the Chiefs score or else we'll, we'll be in a pretty big hole. Yeah, I agree with Joey. I, I mean, I, I don't think you can waste possessions against the Chiefs offense. That is just absolutely dynamic all over the field. Uh, but that is the that is the biggest matchup that I'm looking for in this game is the Chiefs are breaking in a new offensive line and uh, the Browns are breaking in a new defense. And, and we'll see not having a preseason with all the starters on the field is just that's going to be the biggest matchup to me to see how they how they fare. Uh, but um you, again, even with that new offensive line, though, you know, like you mentioned, you still have Mahomes, you still have Tyreek Hill, you know, you still have Mecole Harden, you still have Speed all over the field, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I, I, I think, you know, I think, I think you do. I, I think to have a chance in this game, you do have, like, I agree with Joey, you do have to not waste possessions. You have to get some sort of points on the board. And if not, you have to play the field position game and just and, and hope you get a stop. 
so that, yeah, I think that's the biggest key to this game. Yeah, boys, I think, you know, defensively against that offense, I think, I think what's going to be fun is it's it. You've got this revamped defensive line. Yeah. Uh, and, and you've got a lot of players that can wreak havoc in the de- in the offensive backfield with this defensive line. You're going to see Andrew Billings. You're going to see Malik McDowell. You're going to see, obviously, you're going to see Jadeveon Clowney and Miles Garrett. And I think those guys have a chance to control this game. Like, I, I, again, I don't, it certainly is unrealistic to say, hey, the Browns should shut out the Chiefs. That's not, that's not how they're going to win this game. No, the Chiefs are going to no. get their points because they're that good. But those guys up front have a chance to make Patrick Mahomes super uncomfortable. And they have a chance to, ha- to make him make mistakes. And he doesn't make a lot of them. But, man, when you can get defensive pressure on him, as you saw in the Super Bowl, the, the Buccaneers got so much pressure on Patrick Mahomes that it made his life miserable. Mm-hmm. The Browns have that yeah. capability on defense. They have that capability to do that. They have that capability to be so formidable with their front four that you can send a blitz, but just make it one guy, just right. one guy, yeah. one linebacker, one Mac Wilson, just blitzing in Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, just blitzing in off the edge. And you still are able to drop six players back into coverage that can make life really difficult for Patrick Mahomes. So I think, yeah. I think the game itself hinges entirely on does that Browns defensive line do what that Browns defensive line looks like it can do. I, and if yeah, they maybe. do, if they do, if they should, I don't like, I, I'm not a big Clyde Edwards Hilaire fan. No. I think he's okay. I think he's okay. I think he's an okay running back. He, he lit the world on fire week one last year, and then he didn't do a lot of anything the rest of the year. Uh, so can the Browns shut down the running game, make the Chiefs one-dimensional passing, which, by the way, when you play the Chiefs, doesn't always work because one-dimensional Chiefs passing game is still amazing. Yeah. But then can they make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable? And if you can, man, you got a chance to you got a chance to do something. You don't have a chance to shut them out, but you have a chance to hold them to an amount of points that probably a lot of people think you won't do. You know what's exciting about this game? And I know we want to go with the mindset of going one to know every week. Um, but we, and like I said earlier, it's not like we're playing Jacksonville on the first week. Like we are starting at 100 miles an hour right off the bat. Um, one of the biggest issues the Browns had last year when playing Baltimore was finding a way to contain Lamar Jackson. And they would send blitz packages at him, but he would just go around it and they didn't have any competition similar to Mar- Lamar Jackson before those games. I kind of like that you're starting with the most elite team, I think, in the NFL uh, right off the bat, and you get some real good competition. It's going to be probably one of the hardest games they'll play all year. Um, but it's great for this defense that's not experienced with each other uh, to learn how to contain somebody like Patrick Mahomes or learn from not being able to contain Patrick Mahomes. I think that's a great experience for this defense to have right off the bat. Um, and I think that could help form them into a, a really dominant defense later in this year. On the other side of the ball. Well, oh, go ahead, Jeff. No, I, I was going to say, and, and and that's the thing with, the, the, with this year. Yes. You know, I mentioned before that they are breaking in a new, the Browns are breaking in a new defense, but uh this defense on paper is 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 really good is is really really good last year for Mahomes going into that going into that game 
I, I think it would be fair to say that not a lot of people had a lot of confidence in our defense, that our defense no. could stop Mahomes. But this defense this year is much improved, and it is, it is not going to be a walk in the park for Mahomes uh, 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 on Sunday. It, it, is, it is actually I, not. It's not going to be as easy as last year. And Jed, think uh, back know, to that game. Think back to that game. Think back to the, the Travis Kelsey touchdown where he caught the ball and yeah. there wasn't anybody within 72 yards of him. And he just right. kind of lumped. That isn't going to happen this year. No, you, that's John Johnson, John Johnson, and 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 Ronnie Harrison are not going to let that happen. Right, uh, and right. Grant Delpit, and they are not letting that ha- happen. Uh, Tyreek Hill, man, Tyreek Hill's going to get open. Like that's a thing that's got to. Here's the thing: like if I'm coaching it's, the Browns, if I'm coaching the Browns, and Patrick Mahomes hits Tyreek Hill for a 70 yard bomb down the field for a touchdown, I kind of throw my hands up in the air and I'm like, you know what? That happens. That happens with those guys. It happens. His, he got behind his us. Speed anyway. alone. His speed alone gets well, him But up. also, like, what Tyreek's I, getting these passes on, like, his, you know, he's an incredible athlete, but a lot of these he's getting on his second or third move or audible to the route after Patrick Mahomes is buying time. I think with this new defensive line we have, Love with that. this new defense we have, if there is a way to get to Patrick Mahomes before Tyreek gets that chance to alter his routes for the second, third, fourth time, you're going to illuminate that completely. And here's the thing. Tyreek Hill is all about crossing routes and deep routes. So the other thing is, again, yeah, he's going to get you deep every once in a while. It happens. That happens almost every game with the Chiefs. It is what it is. What you got to eliminate are you can't let Tyreek Hill catch the ball eight yards down the field and take it for 42 yards. You can't let Tyreek Hill catch the ball on a cross with nobody around him like he did in that game. And take the ball 38 yards. That's the right. stuff you got to watch. So it, it, it's kind of that like, right. it's like, you know what? If we give up that big blow up play, it happens. Let's just try to avoid sure. it. But it's those sure. other things that we've got to try to stop. And, and, and I do think I'm not a big Sammy Watkins fan, but I also think they lose a pretty reliable possession type receiver. And Michael Hardman's not exactly that. No, Michael Hardman's a speed dude. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a little bit of a different look offensively. And I think, I think the Browns and the defense, I think, I think they got a chance to do something, again, not shutout-wise, but to control yeah. the game in a way that I think a lot of people don't think they can. Let's move. Oh, go uh, ahead, Jed, One last thing. I was going to uh, – last thing, yeah, last thing. The Chiefs are not going to have – the Chiefs receivers are not going to have the space that they had last year when these two teams played in the playoffs. They better not. They're not they going better to. not. They're not going to. <laughs> Uh, go to the other side of the ball real quick. Uh, you've got the Browns offense, which we've talked about. We've talked about Baker. Obviously, you're going to have Chubb and Hunt. I, I, like, There's so many things that happen with this offense that I think about before I let myself think about Chubb and Hunt. Like, right? I'm like, oh, cool. Odell's coming back. Let's see how that happens. And yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones has just been lighting it up all camp. He really looks like he's grown into a great player. Sweet. I'm thinking about David Njoku. I, 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 I'm wondering if he can't break out. I'm thinking of all this stuff, and then all of a sudden I look at the team and I'm like, oh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are in the backfield with Baker Mayfield. Like, it is the, it's the most formidable running tandem in all of football, probably the most formidable running tandem in all of football in years. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and guys, this, this defense for the Chiefs, they played us, they played the Browns well in that game in the playoffs. They sure. stacked the box. Sure. 
They said, we're not going to let Nick Chubb beat us. And the Browns offensively sputtered. Yeah. I think that with, again, getting Odell Beckham back, that means the Chiefs can't play, stack the box as much as they did. You've got Jarvis. You've got, if Donovan Peoples-Jones really emerges into what people think he is, now the Chiefs can't stack the box the way they did. So all of a sudden, I think... I think the Browns are going to have much more success in this game than they did in the playoffs last year mm-hmm. because I think they have so many more options to go to. Yeah, I think so too. And I would say, and don't forget, there's reports out there that Tyron Matthews' availability is in question. So, I mean, that's a, that would be a big loss for the Chiefs' defense as well. Yeah, There are no doubt a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. Um, it'll be probably the most interesting story out of the season for this offense will be who gets the ball. Uh, what, you know, are they going to run like a, a game where they're really heavy on Jarvis or Odell or um, certain games where they're running really heavy on the run? Um, it'll be interesting to see how um, that ball is spread out because you have elite playmakers at every single position. So <laughs> uh, it's not, you know, you're not relying on some some third tier wide receiver too. That's going to be catching a ball every, you know, dry. I don't know. Right. Well, and you guys have to remember, remember down the stretch last year, the Browns were dealing with COVID. They were dealing with injuries. They were dealing with all kinds of, remember, remember the jets game. They didn't even have wide receivers. They went into that game without wide receivers, zero wide receivers from their regular roster played in that jets game. And what happened? They lost because they had zero wide receivers. That play on their normal team. And they're, the people that were there were learning the playbook in the parking right before the game. Right, right. Yeah, they were, they were, they were so funny. They were running plays in the parking garage. So, again, I, I just think you're going to have this continuity. And I, and I think all of the players are on the same page. And that's my favorite part about it. Whether it's Odell Beckham. Everybody talks about Odell Beckham constantly even though he has shown none of this since he's been here, like he's some kind of diva or he has shown none of that since he's been here. And he said countless amounts of time, whether I'm a guy that catches a hundred passes for 1500 yards and 10 touchdowns, or whether I'm the guy that blows the lid off a defense so that Jarvis can catch passes underneath or Hooper can catch passes or Kareem hunt can catch passes. Odell has said it countless times. I don't care. I want to win. That's all that matters. Yeah. Are you going to see him out there? Like if he's open and Baker misses him, are you going to see him flail his hands a little bit and, and like go up to Baker and be like, I was, yes, because that's what you yeah, want to see out of a wide receiver. But that's, that's what you want to see. But, but that's any receiver. Right. That's, that's any what receiver. you want. That's what you want out of yeah. your receiver. But right. these guys, I think Joe, you said there's a lot of mouths to feed. I think they're also selfless that it doesn't matter. That's I think, I think in a game, I think we could have a game where, Jarvis and Odell get bottled up, but Hooper goes crazy. And Donovan Peoples-Jones has eight catches. And you're not going to hear a peep out of Landry and Odell. Uh, and I think they there's there's that cohesion with this team. It is a little bit unique. I think the reason so many people assume that you're going to run into these problems is because so many teams do run into those problems when you have that many mouths to feed. I think the cohesion on this team, I, I think it's unique. And... Yeah. And I think that makes a difference. I think that makes Baker Mayfield's life easier. I think we're finally going to find him at a place where he doesn't feel like he has to get the ball to a certain person. 
He doesn't have to get Odell Beckham eight catches a game. He doesn't have to force that. He's just going to play the game, and it's going to he's going to take what it gives him. And if Baker Mayfield does that, if Baker Mayfield does that, every question about Baker Mayfield gets answered within the first three weeks of the season. Baker Mayfield yeah. goes from can he be that guy to holy shit, Baker is that guy. Yeah, but I mean, like I said last week, though, there's part of me that really wants people to just keep doubting him just because he just plays so much better. <laughs> he just he just plays so much better with that chip on his shoulder. I agree with that. But at the same time, Chad, I'm a little tired of it. It just in this. Yeah, eventually, okay. it's OK. Eventually, if you're going to be elite, if you're going to be an elite team, if you're going to be one of the best teams. You're going to have to play well when people aren't doubting you. That's OK. Uh, so the chip's okay. got to go. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that because he, because you might be, you might be tired of it, but he's not like I told you, like I said earlier, the great players find stuff to get motivated. Like when they feel like they've accomplished all they can, the great players find stuff to motivate themselves. Even if they, no matter what type of year they had, it, it, the, the great players find motivational pieces to keep that motivation. That's fair. All right, boys. So let's wrap up our Browns talk with our official first Browns prediction of the year Browns Chiefs 425 this Sunday let's start with Chad Chad what's your prediction for this game oh man it's a tough one to predict uh all right if I'm all right you know what I'm gonna go out on a limb here uh your Browns are breaking in a new defense Kansas City's breaking in a new offensive line. I, I, I think with this new front seven on this Browns defense, I think they get pressure on Mahomes, and I it, it's going to be close. I think the Browns win this game, thirty-one twenty-eight. Woo! All right, thirty-one twenty-eight. Browns start one and zero for the first time since nineteen forty-six. Joey, that's right. What <laughs> is your prediction for this game? Uh, same. Kind of bonus chat. I think um, I think this game's an absolute shootout. I think uh, the key is that the Browns are answering every time that the Chiefs score and then some. Um, I'm looking at a 35-28 Browns victory. Ooh, Browns, let's go. Uh, all right, so that brings it to me. And I'm I'm real on the fence. Yeah, I'm real on so the was fence. I. I, I I'm, when you ask I, me, so was I. I'm real on the fence. Uh, I, I think it. I think it's a classic. I think it's a classic week one game that we're going to be talking about all season. I don't think it's going to be feels sloppy. Like it, it feels like that Baltimore-Cleveland game from last year. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be sloppy. I don't think it's going to be a shitty game. I don't think these teams are like going to be finding their way. I think these two teams are ready to hit each other. I think these two teams are ready to play each other. And so I agree with you guys. Uh, defense be damned. Uh, I, I think you guys are you're in for a long day if you're playing defense in this game because you have two elite offenses. And so uh, I, I'm going to say final score 38-35. And I'm going to give it to the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say 38-35 Browns. I think they're going to kick this season off right, and I think it's going to be a wild ride from there. So that's our Browns prediction. If you want to give us your Browns predictions, get over to our social media. Let us know what you think is going to happen. And uh, we've got some fun things coming up, so we'll talk about it. But check uh, uh, 
check out our socials. We'll post it, but we're going to jump on with our friend Cameron Justice, uh, and she is going to play the Brown schedule game with us. We're going to release that before the season starts, so get ready for that. And then, as we did last year, one of us, two of us, three of us, somebody, we will get on and we'll do a live post-game Browns wrap-up show after the game, talk about what happened, uh, and uh, and just discuss that with you, and you guys can be a part of that as well. So stick tuned, stay tuned to our social media. So with that being said, we're going to end this show with a couple last things. And, well, the first thing, it's going to be pretty fun. Again, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, Joey... Well, Joey got engaged this last weekend, uh, which, by the way, Joe, because you've had such a big weekend, uh, we want to have a little bit of fun with you. So if you would go to the Zoom uh, participants box, my friend, there is there's a special guest that's waiting to jump in with us. Could you go ahead and let that special guest in, please? Uh Oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. We've got with us a very special guest. Uh, it is, uh, we just got done talking about Joey's big weekend. Uh, he got engaged to the love of his life. And we got a special guest because the love of his life is on with us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the future Mrs. Joey Whalen, Maddie Hayride. Maddie, welcome to the Garage Beers podcast. Thank you. Happy to be how here. Exciting is this? <laughs> this is so exciting. So Maddie, how are you feeling? I'm doing great. Feeling good. Yeah. I I even made things festive for the big celebration, Maddie. How do you, how do you feel about it? <laughs> oh, I love it. You hung those it. lights up almost a year and a half ago in preparation for this day. And I haven't turned them on until now, until right now. <laughs> Correct. And now uh, the festivities are on and it is just, we're going to have a good time. So Joe, we've, we've plotted a little plan with Maddie here. Ooh. Uh, so with you obviously being engaged, yes. uh, uh, we want to know, we want to know how well Maddie knows you. We want to know how well, you know, yourself really, Joe. And so we set up, uh, what's going to be called, we're going to call this the pre newlyweds game. Okay. And what's fun is we've set this up for you, but we're going to need you to go back on the back end of this and like play the newlyweds game music. Uh, because that's going to be, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but we right. can talk. Yeah. So yeah. I have sent Maddie a list of questions and it's a list of questions about you, Joe. And so what we're going to do is we're going to read those questions and then Joe, you're going to answer what you think Maddie's going to say. And then we're going to see how well, or you're going to answer the question, I guess we're going to see how well Maddie knows you. Ooh. So we've got a good amount of questions. All right. Mm. And we feel like this is a good way to kick this episode off because, again, if you're just tuning in or just listening, Joey and Maddie getting married. They got engaged this weekend. It was awesome. So, Maddie, are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Awesome. All right, Joe. A hundred, 150 questions, Joe. So, buckle up. <laughs> there's it's actually like the ACTs. Let's go. I think yeah. there's six. There's 16 questions. I sent Maddie 21 awesome. questions, and there, there were five that she was like, yeah, don't ask that one. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Uh, okay. So, Joe, question number one. We yes. asked Maddie. So, what do you think Maddie said, or what what should she have said? We asked Maddie, what is Joey most afraid of? And this is uh, about me. It's about you. 
about me. Wow. What are you, Joe, uh, what are you most afraid of? I want to go with snakes. Snakes. Joe says snakes. Maddie, what did you say? What is Joey most afraid of? I said pickles. Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a close second. You, 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 you would put pickles second? I would because they're not going to kill Hold me. Hold a snake, like, eat a pickle? Oh, I, yeah. I, ooh, I don't know. Can I choose neither? <laughs> I'm going to come up with a brand that the slogan is hold a snake, eat a pickle. I will say <laughs> like the, the pickle is a close second though. <laughs> I got to know why. I got to know the backstory. Which part? story on this? <laughs> the pickles? Pickle. I understand the snakes. What's well, the I, don't, pickle? I don't know, man. It's just, it's, um, I don't think I like vinegar. We had this conversation this weekend too. I don't know if I'd like just dislike vinegar type <laughs> things or what. Uh, and I've tried them in every way in the sun. I've tried them fried. I've tried them on sandwiches or burgers. I've tried them just plain. Uh, I tried like relish, like none of it. It's all horrible. Um, Chad, Chad, Joe was here like maybe one of the last times he was home. And I was doing that thing where you like dump a ranch packet into pickle juice and let the pickles <laughs> marinate. And then I was eating them sure. and they're freaking delicious. So Joe, <laughs> Joe's not paying attention. And he walks past me in the kitchen and I'm like eating this pickle and he like, Actually, it wasn't like fake. It wasn't like a fake thing. He actually was like, and like had to walk. <laughs> it just it triggers just like a gag reflex. And oh yeah, it's no good. Wait, wait. So like you don't like pickles. You're not scared of them. Like if someone came at you with a pickle, you're not like, uh, uh. I mean, if it's like being like force fed to me, I'd be terrified of. Like that would be oh, a God. very scarring experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now you know if you ever capture Joe for any reason and you want to torture him, force feed him pickles. That's the way to do it. That would do it. Uh, so Joe and Maddie, uh, off to a, a, a start where I give Maddie credit for that because I think it should have been pickles, but Joe went with snakes, but that's fine. So here's the next question. Joey, we asked Maddie what your favorite restaurant is. What is your favorite restaurant? Oh. <laughs> hmm. Cookout. I mean, there's many <laughs> options here. You're going to have to pick one. Pick one. Correct. I also Is put like many a, options. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like the first thing that kind of mind just make me sound kind of trashy. Uh, <laughs> but I, trash. I would, Go trash. I would say Red Robin. Yep. <laughs> That's what I put. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you really put Red Robin, Maddie? I really did. <laughs> What? I said yeah, red I mean, robin like, or pretty much any Mexican. Uh, uh, probably there. up until the pandemic, we, well, not we, I kind of like made Maddie go there like once a month. The red robin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but those, but that, that, Maddie, even you got to say that, that like dusting that they give you for the French fries, the French fries season. Yeah, the fries are, the good. fries are good. Camp, fries are good. Campfire sauce. Anyone? Campfire uh, sauce. I just do. Just a plain cheeseburger, like a bacon cheeseburger. Definitely no pickles, or else I would leave. And then fries. Oh, All right, dude, so th what? The next time you dip your fries in the campfire sauce, ask for a side. It is boom, unreal. Great. The we'll, next we'll question. Tomorrow. <laughs> the next question. By the way, uh, by the way, it's not trashy to like Red Robin, Joe. Uh, Joe. Come on, come on. Are you kidding me, Red Robin? Well, I thought we were going like fancy restaurant. Red I don't mean, you know, I don't know. No, nope. Red Robin, if you're listening. <laughs> Contact you, Mike. Join myself. For <laughs> okay. uh, all right. Uh, so uh, this should be a short answer, Joe. Uh, we asked Maddie, how would you describe Joey first thing in the morning? Oh, 
Um, loud. Loud. Oh, I like that answer. Loud. We're going to, Joey says loud. Maddie, how would you describe Joey first thing in the morning? Wow. I said thoughtful and quiet. So that's the opposite. <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, I, <laughs> our roles have reversed recently, it. though. So now I get up earlier. So to me, he's quiet in the morning, but um, I As he's like, just laying there sleeping. Well, and I said thoughtful because he usually makes me coffee and takes Finley out, which is really nice while I'm getting ready. So <laughs> I, that Dang. was the first thing that came to mind was thoughtful <laughs> and calm. Uh-huh. It's usually followed by like unloading the dishwasher, like starting laundry or something. I think so. previously when I used to try to sleep in, then he would be loud, but that doesn't happen as much anymore. So <laughs> now <laughs> you have to get up early. He's thoughtful and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Next question. Uh, we've got one right so far. Uh, we asked Maddie, how would Joey describe the perfect weekend? Joe? Ooh. Is it like a perfect weekend with Maddie or just like... Uh, the perfect weekend. Okay. The perfect Am I not weekend. included in all perfect weekends? It, oh, it probably, yeah. oh, it okay. probably should include her. <laughs> it probably should include her. Maddie, earmuffs, Maddie. Uh, include, <laughs> include Maddie, Joey. Include Maddie. It would probably involve like something naturey, Like we like kayaking a lot. And then something with Finley. So like a dog park and then grilling out. Ooh, what'd you say, Maddie? Um, I said my first answer would be driving up to Cleveland to be a family. I feel like that would definitely be his first choice of all weekends. But then yeah. otherwise, I said a typical Nashville weekend, I said would be going to the dog park, kayaking, um, and then ending the day at a brewery or baseball game. Boom. Man. You know, we're giving you credit for that. Acceptable. That's two points. We're giving you credit for that, especially because you threw in like the come to Cleveland is like the perfect weekend because that is the perfect. (laughs) Right. Perfect 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 out of town weekend. But Nashville weekend, I agree. Yeah. All right. I'm so looking forward to this next question. Congrats on the last one. I'm so looking forward to this. I think you might. We asked Maddie. We asked Maddie, what article of clothing does Joey wear that you want to throw in the trash? Oh, oh, I have like three pairs of basketball shorts from like middle school, like legitimately <laughs> middle school. Like I got them when I was at Avon Middle School in seventh grade, and I wear them. They are in well, two of them are in like a Goodwill bag right now to take to Goodwill. Um, one of them hasn't made it there quite yet. Are those your basketball shorts that come down to like halfway down your? Like yes, skins. like below yeah. the knee, which is oh, shit. the ones that I always hoped I would grow into and never <laughs> did. <laughs> Maddie, was he right. right? Yes. yes! I, had, I, oh. I was bad at answering only one thing for a lot of these questions, though, so I kind wow. of had two-part answers for most of them, which was he knows more? the other one would be Skechers. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Skechers. Yeah. I associate Skechers <laughs> as like an elementary school brand, so... Even though they make nice adult shoes now, I just can't get over the brand. But I think we've eliminated all the sketchers from his wardrobe at this point. So I think we're in the clear. So, yes, I would definitely say the basketball shirts are the more current option. We might need to (laughs) re-ask this question after I start wearing Crocs to the grocery store. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Listen, I'm a little more lenient on the Crocs. Can we please get a picture of you in those shorts and put it on the garage? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then have a vote. The thumbs up, thumbs down on Instagram poll. (laughs) Can Joey keep these? (laughs) They legit. Every time I see him in them, I'm like, 
my dude, like they are, they're almost pants. They're we want to see the knees, bottom. you know? All season shorts. I mean, what, what do you All want? All season. And, and one of the pairs are reversible too, so... <laughs> I just know, like, I feel like you're outside in those. If you're outside in those and there's a heavy gust of wind, you are gone. Yes, they're taking you. All right. uh, So another correct answer. We're getting to be on a roll. Okay. We asked Maddie, what is something that Joey does for you that he hates, but he does it just for you? So, Joey, what do you do for Maddie that you hate, but you do it for her anyways? That I hate? (laughs) This is a hard one. Dislike. It can be that's, dislike. That's tough. Um, <laughs> there's so much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm hate, just kidding. I hate all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do I dislike? It's not really anything I dislike doing. All right, we need an answer. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like starting to cook dinner like 20 minutes before the podcast starts. <laughs> I mean, we, what I can think of. We hate the that. Bacon, the bacon incident of 2020. <laughs> it's actually a weekly incident. I just got really good at hiding it. <laughs> Love it. All right, Maddie, what did you say? Um, I said walking Finley because he definitely pulls the heavy weight on taking care of Finley. So I don't know. Do you hate walking Finley? Um, he walks Finley like 90% of the time and I take like 10%. So I think he'd like that to be a little more equal, which we'll get there. That's so. a fair one. That's a fair one. But I, I did say maybe cooking, but I didn't think that he hated that. So no, I like I, cooking. Right. Yeah. Like he, he likes cooking. So depending on the day. All right. All right. So the hot streak cools off a little bit. Uh, let's move on. If Joey could be any famous person alive or dead, who would he choose to be? That's what we asked Maddie. I think I got Joey. this one. Joey, if you could be any famous person, alive or dead, who would you choose to be? And you Maddie's think, confident. She thinks she's got it and she's confident with it. I don't think Dylan he Windler. would think that I would know this, though. I will say that. If I could be this person. Hmm. Dylan Windler. <laughs> Left hand three-point shot. <laughs> He probably uh, could fit into those shorts. I mean, I, I could only think yeah. of like an idol, like a like a sports idol. Well, go ahead and th- say it out loud. I would be Jim Tomey. All right, Maddie, what'd you come up with? That's what I put. But I no thought it was way. Tomei. Oh, hey. <laughs> I put Jim Tomei. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Jim Tomei. <laughs> I didn't know how Jim to pronounce Thome. it. Jim Jim Thome. Good one, Maddie. All right. See, that was good. If you know Joey, Jim Tomey is his like idol. So, yeah, exactly. that was a good one. All right. Next up on the list, we asked Maddie, what is Joey's favorite meal? Joey, what's your favorite meal? I can think of an item that's definitely on that meal. It's potatoes in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> pickled potatoes. <laughs> Except pickled, Ooh, yeah. you pickled potatoes. Pickled potatoes? <laughs> I don't think you do. I guess I accept potatoes with malt vinegar on it, but probably just like a classic, like, Steak and potatoes kind of vibe. Steak and potatoes is the answer. Maddie, what'd you put? I said steak and potatoes. <laughs> steak and potatoes. Right. A classic. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? I mean, there's so many ways you can do it. I believe <laughs> you guys. I believe you actually ate steak and potatoes at dinner the night you got engaged. I that did. true. Yes. Steak and frites. Or frites. Is it one frites or two frites? Just steak or multiple frites. Multiple frites. Steak and frites. 
Okay. No, it's not steak, steak and steak. frites. It's just steak frites. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. Who cares? It's steak and fries. <laughs> we call them freedom fries. Yeah, freedom fries. America. All right, Joe, let's see if you can get this one. We asked Maddie, what is your favorite physical feature of Joey? Of me? Yes, you, the Joey <laughs> on the screen. Yeah. The one she's engaged to. No, no, but, Finley. Like, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, what is, what is your fiance's favorite physical feature of you? My eyes. He said his smile and his eyes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Five and a half points. You've got five and a half points. I feel like I continue to answer that question. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was it was kind of douchey, Joe. It was kind of douchey if you'd answer that question. All right. (laughs) Maddie, we asked Maddie, what is Joey's favorite junk food? Joey, what's your favorite junk food? If we're going to get like really specific with it, it's Mitchell's caramel fudge brownie ice cream. Ooh, God, that sounds good. All right. Mitchell's caramel fudge brownie ice cream. He got real specific, Maddie. Did you get Wait. so specific? <laughs> oh, what were you going to say, Chad? I was going to say, what's the non-specific answer? Is there like a generic like junk? Mitchell's. Because Maddie had more than Mitchell's. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> ice cream. I also put three okay. options, so I'm really bad at this game. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it didn't you occur. I pick. mean, that makes sense that you'd have to pick one, but I put Mitchell's, chicken nuggets, and Grippos. Yeah. All and smashed what? into a milkshake. No. And then you Absolutely eat Absolutely not. Some Mitchell's, some Dino Nuggies, and uh, some Grippos spicy barbecue potato chips. You ever had Grippos, Chad? I've not. I've not. Oh. 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 What, is it, is that a national some... thing or is that up here? No, it's a it's Cincinnati thing. Oh, oh, yeah. We make a special Great. stop to get them. <laughs> okay. The, the same right. gas station every time. Same gas station oh. uh, right by Kings Island in Mason, Ohio. Man, there's just a lot of things I got to get with now. I mean, I'll I haven't bring, seen I'll bring you up t- some and then we can meet. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen Remember the Titans. I haven't had Grippos. Like, I'm just learning all new t- sorts of things tonight, guys. Oh, you, might, you might have a big week up there. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a big week for you. Uh, you also haven't maybe seen home, Joe. Maybe Home his, Depot. I don't know. You haven't seen Joe in his basketball shorts that come down to his shins. <laughs> oh God, we got to work on that. There's we got to work on so that. much. So much activity. We've been slowly upgrading. Uh, don't worry, Joseph. Joseph, we asked Maddie, where would Joey go on his dream vacation? Ooh, ooh, I, it would have to be Ireland. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Maddie, that was easy. I also think he would thrive at Oktoberfest, so that would be another one. But I did say specifically yeah. Ireland to go to the Guinness factory. <laughs> yeah. I specifically love how you said you think he would thrive at Oktoberfest. Yeah. Oh, I would I thrive. Yeah, for he sure. Would thrive. I, I would thrive there. I think he would thrive for a hot minute, and then I think maybe there would be less thriving as the Oktoberfest continues. Yeah, sure. I would need to spend like a year not drinking beer beforehand. Right. So I, don't know I think that's fair for everyone. <laughs> Oktoberfest, not for gluten uh, intolerant <laughs> people. Mm-mm. No, no, no. All right. If Joe, we asked Maddie, if Joey was an animal, what animal would he be? Dog. <laughs> an obvious such one, la- right? It, it's so obvious and it's so lame. <laughs> I mean, but like, name a better one. What animal would you be? Yes. Oh. What would you Let's be? See. Top of my head. Easy for you. Easy. Turtle. 
Definitely. <laughs> Certainly a turtle. Why? Why? <laughs> Uh, that. <laughs> you like eat watermelon in like three bites like quick so quick why would you say turtle i'm just looking at him uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You're, if you're gonna go uh, with obvious answers you could choose whale you could choose whale i'm sorry i'm sorry excuse me Waylon? Why is that? It's like oh, the last Waylon. name. It's in the name. You know, Waylon. Waylon. I was like, that's a tough uh, one. That's a tough one there, Maddie. Right? <laughs> no, dog is the right answer. Dog is the right answer. All right. All right. Okay, we give you credit for it. Uh, it uh, we asked Maddie, if Joey won the lottery, what's the first thing he would buy? Joseph? <laughs> buy or like <laughs> pay off? Because probably just pay off student loans. That'd probably be <laughs> numero uno. <laughs> What's the first thing you would buy? Well, did you say pay off? I said buy the rest of his college tuition. <laughs> buy the rest of my college tuition. And then uh, the I, and then I, I had another would, one. I mean, the first thing I would buy would obviously be a massive house. Yep. Massive house with a pool. A house. So you guys, you guys both nailed the house and the tuition? Yeah. You're, yeah. you're getting a bonus point for that. You guys know each point. other so well. You guys should get married. You guys should totally like okay. spend some yeah, life like, together. Tie the knot. Okay. Let's do it. That's fine. Twist my arm. All right, Joe, this is just a pop quiz for you. We asked Maddie, where was your first date? Joey, where was your first date? Our first official date was at my fraternity's formal uh, at the Hutton Hotel in Nashville. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Founders formal. Bam. But Ooh, I also had a second on. answer that I think he also was going to say. The second answer would be like, um, it w- well, so like we met like right before the end of the semester and then she went to France for like a month or so and came back. And then like our first like solo date, date when we were dating was we drove to Atlanta and went to Ikea. We did a day trip to Atlanta and went to Ikea out there. Yep. And oh, he drove us there and back and then built my dresser all on the same day. That's great. What? Bam. What? You guys are on a roll. And Atlanta is not close. That was our closest IQ. It was like five and a half. Yeah, like five hours. Really early for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm questioning, uh, Maddie, you're questioning your judgment of just jumping in the car with this guy. Well, we knew each other for a while before that. We just weren't officially dating at that point. I'm pretty sure it was the very (laughs) next day that he officially asked. So. Oh. Ikea Ikea set the romance. Yeah. Bringing people together. I got got two more questions. We asked Maddie, what's the first thing that you thought when you first met Joey? What's the first thing that came into your head when you first met Met Joey? Me? Yes. Um, What was the thing that came into Maddie's head when she first met you? This dude is hammered. (laughs) (laughs) I have a story time for this one. (laughs) Okay. I like story time. I like All right, so Maddie, what was your answer? <laughs> My answer was that he was funny and sweet. Oh, okay. And <laughs> which, <laughs> which was adjacent <laughs> to hammered. <laughs> same night, same night, same night. Story time. Same night. Yeah. <laughs> we were at our friend Brucci's house and he was having like a small house party. It was like a one bedroom, one bath place. Not big. I was DDing for my friend group and Joey had been there with his fraternity brothers during the day for a while. So he was, you know, ahead of, ahead of others. 
<laughs> he came up to me. I don't think I like knew his, like I knew his name at the time, but we had like barely ever met. He was like friend of a friend. And he came up to me with a glass of water. I was like, you should really like hydrate throughout the night. Like you should make sure to drink water. No. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I even told him that I was needing, but like I literally had not had a sip of alcohol. So, but it was so funny. And I, I feel like that was, it was very sweet, like in theory, you know, and obviously you can tell that we're like the mom and dad of the group. Cause we're always trying to make sure people are, you know, <laughs> having a good time and you should, responsible. You, you look like you've been drinking all that. Thing. <laughs> he didn't say that. That probably wouldn't have gone over so well. He didn't say that. pretty, a pretty glass of water for a pretty girl. <laughs> what's your name? Probably a little more close what's, to what it was. What's, what's your name? <laughs> I think you knew my oh. name at that point. My name is my name is Nashville. <laughs> I don't really know it right now, but you'll find out later. You'll find out another day. Another You're so day. funny. You're so funny. Here, drink, this. drink this water. I'm pretty right, sure last... that night also ended in me driving him and Sam back home, and yes. then him messaging me on Facebook to slide into the DMs the old-fashioned way. Oh, oh okay. okay. So it worked out. What? So probably the party is like, I don't, I don't know my name is. You can find me on Facebook. Hey, don't, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about sliding into some DMs, you got to be good about it. So don't just go out and slide into DMs. Also, this is like when Facebook Messenger was like the primary like messaging yeah. space. So that's how long ago that was. Joey's oh still the only one that uses it. Right. Yeah. yeah like uh, I don't think anyone uses AI. it. <laughs> I remember AIM, like AOL. That was the greatest. It was back when there was wasn't awesome. a separate messenger app and everything was just in the Facebook app. Running run into the quad to grab some lunch. Be back soon. Uh, the away messages on AIM. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> Gross. My roommate, well, quick, quick stuff. My roommate got so annoyed. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Spaceballs, uh, but my, um, my away message, every time someone left, it would come over my speakers. I had the space ball saying, I'd say, come back, you fat bearded bitch. <laughs> like every time someone left, <laughs> that's what it would say over the speakers. <laughs> like every time somebody logged off. Every time, <laughs> every time so the door, great. every time, the, every time the door yeah. shut, I had it. Had, come back, you fat bearded bitch. Like I would say. <laughs> All right. Last question for Miss Maddie, the fiance, the new fiance. For Joey, our, our boy Joey here. She's flashing the ring. It's all flashy and shiny and stuff. So here's the last question we asked Maddie, Joey. What do you like best about Joey overall? What do you think Maddie says to that? Oh, about me? Yeah, that, it's it's the whole thing has been about you. Literally this whole time. Uh, it's just easier to go the other way around. Um, That's right. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I uh, there's got to be a few things, right? Got to be good things. Um, Come on, you got to spit something out here. I don't know. Like I take care of the place. <laughs> he takes care of the place. <laughs> That's really sweet. <laughs> that it's not so wrong. It's I mean, but it's the wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> But you're not wrong. That is that is very true. One I, of the many I don't know, things. I don't know if I I don't know what this one would be. All right, so Maddie, hit us the big finish. What do you like most about Joey? I said that we're always on the same wavelength. 
Yeah. And I feel like we're really aligned. Like we have a lot of the same opinions and we like and dislike the same things. And we have like the same thought in our head a lot of the times. So um, literally the, the only difference of things we don't like are pickles. That's a big, that's a big deal though. You guys are going to have to figure that out. I, that's I, gonna I, make I you just have mine. <laughs> I sent, I sent years of counseling for Joe to get over that. <laughs> I think that's we can just live without planning. pickles. I can sacrifice yeah. the pickles. That's fine. Wow. 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 That's a, that means it's a not lot. a big ask. That's, it's fine. That's, that's a big deal. God, being on the same wavelength is going to make wedding planning so much easier. True. <laughs> oh, we finished it on the drive back to Nashville yesterday. We planned the whole thing. Yeah. Done. Your sister's going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm <All> right. kidding. <laughs> so again, though, that was our newlywed game. Uh, the good news for you guys is we asked 16 questions and you get credit for 10 and a half correct answers. Uh, so you nailed it. Does it? <laughs> I think you nailed it, and I think the ones you got wrong uh, were. Well, yeah, the ones we got wrong weren't like far off, or, and they were still nice. Yeah. You still did well. Yeah, you still gave nice answers. So, Maddie, bam. Uh, from for me and Chad here on Garage Beers, uh, congratulations! It was Thank an awesome you. weekend, and uh, uh, you're jumping in with an awesome guy, our our own Garage Beers Joe here. I know uh, so, it. <laughs> Thank you for jumping on with us tonight. Thanks for playing this little game and surprising Joey. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks. See you guys. I love you. I, I, mean, love I you. mean, I probably won't. I probably won't, Maddie, but it was nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. <laughs> see you guys. All right, guys. That was a, a ton of fun. Thank you again to Joey's amazing, wonderful, uh, incredibly kind, beautiful fiance, Maddie Harride, or who is going to be Maddie Whalen at some point, or I guess I shouldn't assume that at some point, <laughs> I guess, I guess I shouldn't assume that, but after the wedding and stay tuned to garage beers, we will be live streaming Joey's wedding. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun hanging out with Maddie a little bit and, uh, you know, just getting to know Joey, the person, a little more for you, the listener. So thank you again, Maddie. And again, congratulations to you guys uh, as uh, it was just an awesome weekend. So that's going to do it for us here on the Garage Beers podcast. We just got one more thing we got to take care of. And as always, we end it with our three cheers of the week. And so to kick us off with our three cheers of the week, I'm going to send it over to Joey Whalen. Oh, phew. Well, I think I'll cheer uh, the Cleveland Browns. No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely not. I want to cheer my beautiful fiance. Uh, we had a wonderful uh, time this past weekend, as we've talked about many times on this episode. But uh, beautiful proposal, great weekend with family. Um, so cheers to Maddie and her family. Woo, Maddie and family. Chad, what's your cheer of the week? Oh, God, did you have to come to me? Uh, I don't fucking know, guys. Uh, yeah, cheers to Joey. Cheers to Joey for getting engaged, man. Taking a plunge. <laughs> Honestly, congratulations, man. Yeah, I, I, you know I'm what? I think it takes a second place to your lights. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it does. No, it does. It does. That was the first. Oh, it, does. it does. It definitely oh, does. It does. All it does. right. All right. Uh, yeah, Joe. My cheers obviously goes to you and Maddie. Uh, it was a spectacular weekend. Like I said. Cheers to the Botanical Garden here in Cleveland uh, with a spectacular backdrop for Joey's engagement. Uh, Cheers to my wife for going covert with me. And we got pictures of Joey getting on one knee and proposing to Maddie. Uh, And and cheers to uh, uh, just one of the most spectacular restaurants that we have here in Cleveland called uh, L'Albatro, which is uh, on Case Western Reserve's campus. 
and it is just uh, it's it's a French restaurant. It's got one of the best outdoor patios in Cleveland. If you need to take somebody on a date, take them to Albatro. It is awesome. Uh, we had our little private room that really took care of us, and uh, the whole weekend was great. So, cheers to you and Maddie, and a wonderful weekend. Can you say that in an unruly French accent? Oh, cheers to trois. la, cheers to l'Albatro. L'Albatro. <laughs> it was a, a wonderful weekend. I think oh, I went German yeah. there for a minute. I, I I definitely oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it was wonderful. That was not what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> sit, in no. your, sit in your private room with your Oktoberfest. <laughs> Me and Joey were sitting there with our Zimas and our Smirnoff Ices. <laughs> and, and then you went to the strip malls. Oh, your gam gam was a whore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. Those are our cheers of the week. Uh, again, shout out to you, Joey. What a great, what a great thing, and and a huge congrats to you. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Episode eighty. It was a blast. Let us send out our thank yous. First of all, to Katie Najat, Cleveland legend, Cleveland champion, uh, and and again the best pole vaulter in the world. Katie Najat uh, joined us. We had a great time talking to her. Uh, uh, also, shout out to Maddie for jumping on with us for uh, giving us some insight into the world of being with Joe crazy shit that that must be uh and uh, uh we appreciate her time on here as well and of course uh we want to thank our network belly up sports the belly up sports podcast network and the unhinged radio network you can hear us on the belly up sports podcast network and unhinged several times a week on unhinged and belly up anywhere you listen to your podcast and our last thank you of course goes out to you the listener without you guys uh well, I don't know that this would be possible. If you love us, if you love our show, get over to garagebeershop.com, get some merch. Otherwise, make sure you follow our socials at the Garage Beers everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Get over and follow them as well. So for Joey down there, newly engaged Joey down there in Nashville, Tennessee at Garage Beers. Joe, for Chad over on the east side of Cleveland at Garage Beers. Chad, I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers. Mike, until next week, episode 81. We'll talk to you later. Cheers, everybody. Stop paying those high retail prices for other optics that underperform. At Tract Optics, we're passionate about creating the best optics for hunting and long-range precision shooting. We know that having the right equipment can make all the difference in your experience. That's why we use the highest quality materials and the latest technology to produce optics that are durable, reliable, and perform exceptionally well in any environment. For more information, visit TractOptics.com. Again, that's TractOptics.com. Upgrade today with Tract Optics.